Church. This is Jeremy Pryor, bringing you a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. Some people begin the new year looking ahead, full of life and vigor. I've never been one of them. I tend to start the year looking back, thinking about the good things and the hard things that happened over the preceding year and taking stock. I guess this reflects that my concern is more with not losing the past than with gaining the future. And January comes at a time when hope seems particularly subject to diminishment. Christmas is over, and it's cold and dark, and a long time until we get to Easter. I'm not trying to be depressing, but sometimes it can be hard to rally. My spirit probably isn't helped by the fact that most days I spend more time reading the news and listening to podcasts than I do reading God's Word. The world is truly a broken place, riddled with sin. Searching for signs of hope and encouragement by reading the news is a fool's errand. But it's not necessarily the sin in the foreground that's so disturbing. I think the effect of what I attend to is much more insidious than that. For example, I've been listening to a lot of historical podcasts over the past week, and I've learned so many cool things. Things like when the last Ice Age ended, and where some of the oldest man-made structures in the entire world are located. Seriously, if you've never heard or read anything about Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, you should do yourself a favor and look that up right now. But what's really draining about listening to all this content is the presumption of the narrators that all these phenomena are utterly godless. In other words, when I try to reconcile what I know to be true from the Bible with current narratives that don't necessarily contradict those stories, but also don't necessarily support or complete those stories, it often leaves me with a great sense of doubt. Is God's word really true? Is he who he says he is? Frankly, I find the conditions for sustaining faith in our current historical and cultural moment really hard. But haven't the conditions for faith always been hard? Certainly they weren't any easier in the days of King Hezekiah when Isaiah prophesied deliverance to God's people. What the history books will tell you about this time in Judah's story is dejecting. This was a kingdom in tatters, far from the glorious days of David and Solomon. Frankly, it had always been a minor character on the world stage, basically a buffer kingdom between warring empires such as Egypt and Assyria. But since the death of Solomon, the people of Judah had become more and more vassals to other ancient Near Eastern empires. If your greatness as a people corresponded to the greatness of your God, then Judah's God was a nobody compared to Assyria's Asher. In this context, God inspired the prophet Isaiah to write some of the most comforting words in the entire Bible. Technically, these words were addressed to the people of Judah who would years later be exiled in Babylon, But there are no less words of hope and comfort for us today, too. And after speaking those words of hope and deliverance in verses 1 through 8, God explains why his people can be certain of their fulfillment. He anchors their hope in the greatest power in the universe, a power that exceeds the greatness of the greatest empire the world had ever seen, much less the confidence of our modern world's experts. He anchors their hope in himself. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and marked off the heavens with a span, and closed the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in a balance? Who has measured the spirit of the Lord, or what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult, and and who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice, and taught him knowledge, and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket, and are counted as the dust on the scales, Behold, he takes up the coastlands like fine dust. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor are its beasts enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing and emptiness. 
The next time you're tempted to doubt whether God's word is true, I hope those words will come to your mind and you will know that no matter how tenuous your faith may feel in the moment, there's nothing as certain as God's sovereignty. Until next time, City Church, stay well and do good.